Welcome to another mini-sode. Mini-sode. Mini-sode time. <laughs> we should have a little, it's mini-sode time. <laughs> at the beginning of every <laughs> thing. Everything. At the beginning everything. of everything. Every time you start your car, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the beginning of everything. So uh, you saw the uh, the Doctor Strange. Yes, I did. What uh, is the name of that movie? The Multiverse of Madness. Ooh. Who the hell are you, by the way? Uh, I would be Rafiq Samurai Shaheen. Oh, and, uh, I wonder what my name is. I guess it's probably Alan Dempsey. Yeah. That's what they tell me it is. Uh, what have they been lying to me all these years? <laughs> It'd be great. You just come in one day. It's like, uh, Thomas, we need to talk. <laughs> Archibald, we have a problem. There are certain names, and we'll get into it because we're already no, we distracted. But there are like certain names that like instantly up the cool factor for whatever reason. Archibald is not one of them, no. but it's definitely like got a certain... Well, we were just having a discussion about a friend of yours named Blaze. Yeah, that's And I refused true. to accept that that was really his name. That, that, is, that just uh, bothered me. That is actually his name. My name's Blaze Thundercock. <laughs> um, so you were telling me that you are a little, after the Multiverse of Madness, you're a little burned out on the Marvel movies. I am so burnt out on the Marvel movies. Let me ask you this. It is my opinion that increasingly the Marvel movies just aren't very good anymore. And I, I think it's really easy to conflate. I don't like Marvel movies anymore versus the last four have been crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not. So let me frame it like this for me personally. I think the cinematography for uh, multiverse of madness is fantastic. And Spoiler warning to anyone uh, listening to this, but uh, I think the actual script is crap. I don't think it's... <laughs> that, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> no, well, because we're going to be talking about it oh, going okay. forward. Uh, but I don't think it's really a Doctor Strange movie. I think what it is is that it's 60% an America Chavez origin story, 30% mm. Doctor Strange, 10... Well... Maybe not 60%. Maybe like 40% America Chavez, 30% Strange, 30% Wanda. To which I go, it's muddled. It's all over the fucking place. Yeah, so that doesn't sound like, like I don't like Marvel movies. That sounds like I saw a shitty movie. Here's the thing, though. I saw it, and I was so bummed out after seeing it that I was just like, I don't want to waste two hours going forward uh, well, continuing again. <laughs> on with any of these storylines. I would argue, and, and I will drop it after this, I would argue that that's a condition of, it's the same response I have to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I just don't care anymore. How many more times can that franchise hurt me before I just go, I quit? Right. And so it's not even about, I hate Star Wars. I would love to love Star Wars. Which I'll I'll say that's fair. If somebody go if Love and Thunder is so great that people are like raving about it, I go, I might see it. But literally going forward, I am going from a place of I want to see every Marvel movie to 
I think I'm required to see Black Panther too, <laughs> right. and that's it. <laughs> well, but this is a you and I have beat our heads together on this one a million times. Where you have this weird, you're, you're in season seven of whatever, and you haven't liked it since the middle of season one. At which point I go, hey, maybe just don't watch it anymore. Oh no, when I say I'm required to see Black Panther too, I'm not even talking uh, about required yeah, to sure. see it because I want to. <laughs> right. I'm saying for the community, I got to see it. Just to be like, hey, you can make a black how, movie. How bad, <laughs> how bad have things gotten <laughs> where you feel a cultural obligation for your people to watch a dumb superhero movie? It's, I mean, when you think about the fact that we had uh, Egypt gods and monsters or whatever the fuck that was called, where they're still going. In the two thousands of the year of our Lord, we can't make a movie with mostly black actors because it won't sell. AKA right. Russell Crowe stating that in a Hollywood interview. All right. You know, it's like I don't know if that's true. I maybe I look. I certainly my finger's not on the pulse, but I mean, I don't know. I tend incorrectly. I'm sure. I tend to look at my childhood and go, you know what? I saw a movie called Coming to America and like 80% of the people in that movie were black and I didn't walk in or out of it going, I saw a black movie. I walked into it going, that was a funny movie about the funny guy doing funny things. Here's the thing though, is like a studio head is going to look at that and say, it's a black movie. Well, yeah, but these are also the same people who, uh, how many times have we had this conversation about... Oh, they market it this way. They market it that. I mean, these guys don't know what they're fucking doing. They're all 75 years old and fat and smoking cigars and doing coke all day. Like, they don't... Yeah, but that doesn't matter because they're still the ones <laughs> yeah, gatekeeping sure which movies get out there. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, okay. So, do you want to... We kind of went into this thinking we were going to have a general conversation about... You call it fatigue. I have a different take on it. But do you want to kind of grill me on where I've gotten with all these. Oh, absolutely. Okay, like, go ahead. So for you, it's much more on the DC side of things I, than necessarily Marvel, right? It depends on what you're asking me. I mean, I, I grew up on DC. I'm very familiar with the DC characters. I, I have a lot of Marvel blind spots. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you shit about Moon Knight. I know right. who he is. If you showed me a picture of him, I'd go, that's Moon Knight. If you gave me a long time, I might be able to tell you who created Moon Knight. But uh, that's, I mean, I, I just told you everything I know about Moon Knight. All right. <laughs> you know? Uh, so I guess kind of my question for you, as far as adaptation fatigue is concerned in okay. general, right? Is from the conversations we've had in the past, you have always kind of expressed this general air of like if it's good i'll go see it if not i don't really give a shit yes you know to which i go understandable but if it's set within a wheelhouse of that universe or within the dc universe in general you know i would find that or i would think that you are more inclined to see it than not so sure i understand what you're saying um Anytime I think about this, for whatever reason, I always go, mentally, I go to the Demon Etrigan, which, for those of you that don't know, that's a DC character. People who are into DC know the Demon Etrigan. Mm -hmm. If they announced tomorrow that they were making a Demon Etrigan movie, 
I would not get excited or upset. I would just go, okay, we'll see. You know, mm -hmm. and if good director Jones was attached to it, I'd go, okay, that might be good. And I, maybe my excitement level will, you know, start to start to peak a little bit. Oh, okay. So and so, I like that guy. And good writer X is on it. And I go, oh, I really like good writer. Now I might be excited because it's a property I like mm -hmm. with two creators I like. I also happen to like movies. That might be a good movie. So would you apply that same standard across the board as in not just in movies, but if somebody told you Tom Taylor's writing uh, a Demon Etrigan mm -hmm. comic, would you go... Yes, I want to read that. Or what? Or if somebody said to take a step back, they're coming out with a new Demon Etrigan comic. Would that get you excited? I, I take generally the same stance in my comic reading. Um, now I, I've actually slipped way out of comics over the last year or so, but there have been. How do I say this? If a new Demon property is coming out. I'm willing to check it out just because I want to see what they're up to with the demon, mm -hmm. you know, but you know, I, so that's me speaking as a fan of the demon, right? But if I saw that, uh, a writer that I really hate and I really don't trust is writing it, I'm probably not going to read it. Okay. So I guess kind of what I'm, getting towards in this conversation about fatigue you okay. know, is let's say it's a writer that you trust a director that you trust mm -hmm. right they go well we made a comic and we're making a tv show based on that comic and we're making a movie based on the tv show that we base off this comic and we're going to put out a vinyl CD. Uh, a vinyl CD? <laughs> yes. I, I've never bought one of those. those that sounds cool. <laughs> we're going to put out a vinyl CD based <laughs> on the movie that we based on, the show that we based on the comic. At which point in time does Alan go, all right, well, that's enough. What you just described is, uh, it, that to me is a different conversation. Mm. So if we're talking about DC is making a Swamp Thing movie, that's not the same thing as we have a plan for a new character. You know what I mean? Like writer Jones and director Fred launch a new thing. I check it out. I like it. Mm -hmm. And they, they announce up front, this thing is supposed to spin off into the TV show. Okay. Well, that sounds like that might be cool. And the TV show is supposed to spin off into the movie. Okay. That sounds like that. I mean, that's, that's me okay. signing up for a new journey that I don't think has ever been done before. Okay, well, you know? let's say they don't announce that part, but just more of a, uh, we, did, we did the comic, and then like six months afterwards, they're like, by the way, the comic did so well, we're doing a TV show. And then six months after that, they're like, the TV show did so well, we're gonna do a movie. Okay, you I think I know what you're saying. Here's my response to what you're saying. Um, what I'm hearing is that if I like this new thing they created, my only option for new stories is to follow them on their path. Mm -hmm. That to me is absolutely a thousand percent not the same thing as 
there are 100 issues of the demon out there and okay. i've read all of them okay i'm good i don't need a demon movie i've read 100 issues of the demon i'm really happy with the 100 issues of the demon that i read mm -hmm. if look if a demon movie came out and it was great, there would be nobody on the planet more happy about it than me. I have proselytized the Shazam movie to so many people because they nailed it so perfectly that it, I mean, I'm getting excited right now just talking about it. That movie is fucking awesome. So if an Etrigan movie came out and it was, they nailed it, nobody's going to be happier than me. I'm going to make everyone I know watch this movie. I'm going to sit my mom down and make her watch it. I, I am literally picturing you with, like, the white shirt and, like, the black tie <laughs> yeah. knocking on people's doors <laughs> on a Saturday morning being like... Uh, Have you heard the good news about Shazam? <laughs> Can we talk to you about the demon? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think that's... And I, I... There are many people in my life who can't get their head around what I just said, because that's just not, I'm talking to a friend uh, a while ago. He works for Marvel. I'm not going to say his name <laughs> in case he hears this and gets nervous. But as long as I've known the guy, it's always gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. The comics industry is two steps away from falling away completely. I mean, he's been telling me that story for 20 years, right? This time it actually might be true. The comics industry is in real trouble right now. Mm-hmm. And so, and also as a guy who's in the movie industry, there's, you know, there's some trouble going on in the movie industry. So he's giving me this gloom and doom. It's all going to end. It's all going to be over. We're going to, you know, the comics are done. The movies are done. And I said, I'll be all right. I have Ghostbusters. And he, this was before the new one came out. He goes, well, are you talking about the new one? I was like, no, I'm talking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm talking about the movie that came out. I'm Okay. I have a movie that means more to me than some people I know. And that movie's called Ghostbusters. I'm fine. I don't need any, you know. So I, if I, it all goes away tomorrow, you and I are Terry Pratchett fans. Right. I've read about maybe 15 of the 40-something Discworld novels. Mm -hmm. If it all goes away tomorrow, guess what? I've got 30-something Discworld novels to read. I've got long boxes full of comics that I've never opened. Mm -hmm. I've got... Nobody ever makes, as of this moment, from the future on, nobody makes another movie. You know what? There are millions of Japanese movies I've never seen. Mm -hmm. There are millions of French movies I've never seen. There are millions of American English movies I've never seen. I'm going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Hate to spoil you on Terry Pratchett, but I don't think you're going to get another book out of him anytime soon. No, that's not uh, what I'm talking about. No, I understand <laughs> that. I'm just saying, considering that he's dead, I don't right. think he's sitting around writing another book. <laughs> right, okay. That was maybe a mixed-up metaphor into what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is my general attitude toward I don't give a shit about mm -hmm. adaptation. I just don't care. When, when they announced that there was a Good Omens show coming on Amazon, I went, oh, that might be interesting. Because I love the book Good Omens. Right. You know what I mean? I don't I don't fucking need to see people walking around pretending good omens. I've got it. It was great. Right. You know? And so for me, I look at a lot of adaptation of 
this is a story that I like, and I am typically excited to be like, what is your take on this story? What parts do you think are good? What parts do you think were, you know, because we've all read a book or, you know, a comic or whatever, where it's like, this is great if you just cut out this scene. Or, like, this movie was great, but, like, there's a real fucking slowdown in the middle of it for no reason or whatever, right? So when somebody typically announces a new adaptation, I go, okay, what you got, right? What what is your take on Batman? Right, but Uh, isn't that the same thing I was saying before about I like that writer and I like that director? If it's it's writer-director guy that I don't know... And I've already seen 100 Batman movies, and I've already read thousands upon thousands of comics with Batman in them. That's not an exaggeration. Like, why do I need a new Batman movie? Well, so that's fine. So that's kind of where I'm saying I'm on the other side of that fence. Right. Because I go, for example, having seen the new Batman movie with Robert Patterson in Mm -hmm. it, I go, I know he's a good actor. You know, outside of all the shitty Twilight jokes people would make about him. And I go, that felt like that's something worth being excited over. Because I go, what is his take on Batman? His take on Batman is... Or I should say the director, you know, between him, the director, and, you know, the scriptwriter was Batman Bruce Wayne is more of like an emo billionaire, right. you know, and that's, as opposed I, I, to a tech giant. But I I honestly think you're saying the same thing I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see any difference in what we're saying. Because you, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie with that guy in it. But you're saying, I'm a fan of his. I want to see him in movies, Right. You're saying, I've heard, prior to the film coming out, I've heard what their take is going to be. I find that interesting. I mean, if well, if tomorrow they announced a new Batman movie that sounded like it was going to have an interesting take that I hadn't seen before that I want to see on film, yeah, I'll go see it. So, Well, but that's kind of the thing. is When they announced the new Batman movie, I didn't... I didn't know. I don't. I still don't know who the director is. Right. Ha, even having seen the but film. You, but you heard. Apparently, what I'm hearing is that you heard that they had some angle on it that interested you. No. No. Okay. All I heard was that Robert Patterson was going to be the new Batman. That's fine. And that wasn't even what interested me. Okay. What interested me was somebody said they're doing a new Batman and my brain went, well, you like Batman. So (laughs) we should maybe go see it to see if there's anything interesting here. And that's, that's yeah, that's kind of where I've taken a turn. I, I don't need, I don't need an adaptation of anything. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the thing for what it is, and and this and this is where it gets into a little bit of Alan projecting and being a weirdo, but I also still pick up on this vibe, and this could be totally in my mind, but I still with fans that are my age who've seen the cycles, who who saw Shaquille O'Neal make a Steel movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? People my age, they still have this weird bug in their brain that like the movie somehow validates the property. Like, no, 
You know what validated the property? The 60 issues that so-and-so wrote in 1980. That was fucking valid. I don't need to see it on screen for that to be important. For me, you know? yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're talking about. For me, it's not about validation. Because, again, for me, it's all about, like, you go back to the Silver Age of Comics, mm-hmm. and you look at original, original Batman. J- Golden J- Age. Yeah, Golden Age. Wait, wasn't he in Silver Age? Well, I mean, he was in the Silver yeah. Age, but he was 1940. That's... Yeah, okay. The goddamn golden age. Fine, whatever. Golden age. Golden age. Listen, ba- don't you be incorrect on your blame. Mm, actually, actually, uh, golden age of Batman, right? Unreadable, by the way. If you ever read the original, original Batman stuff, it's dog shit. But that—that's kind of what I'm talking about with adaptations, because I go. If you take that Batman and then you bring him up to 90s era where you get Batman the Animated Series, that radically changed the direction. But it didn't because the 90s show that you're talking about is the 70s comics. Yeah, but you didn't have characters like Harley Quinn and stuff like that. If you, and okay. you, don't get, you don't get fucking Birds of Prey or Suicide Squad and shit like that. Unless you have the Harley Quinn character. Well, Harley Quinn has nothing to do with Birds of Prey. Well, uh, now they do because they shoved Birds of Prey into a Harley Quinn movie. I, which, again, that's that was my specific so take. So maybe I'm, I'm, now I'm, I'm descending uh, into pure nerd. Um, my, my, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. There is always room to add. For sure. Did the animated series add? For sure. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you know Batman lore ended in the '70s. Mm-hmm. You know, from the '70s to the '90s, we created Bane. We create you know whoever, whoever, whoever. Um, did the animated series bring us Harley Quinn? Absolutely. That, that's what I'm talking about. Is more the tonally and the you know the animated series versus Batman's first appearance in Detective Twenty Seven, Night and Day. Mm-hmm. You know, other than the way he looks, night and day. So there's, yeah, there's always room to build. There's always foundations you can build. I mean, that's the whole point of 80 years of serialized whatever, you know. But um, I, my, I guess my point is the animated series is almost the the one place where you, I can't, defend my position because the animated series was so goddamn good and so revolutionary and, and um, innovative is the word I'm looking for, you know, and it did add. And then that's, that is the best of all possible worlds where you have your comics line mm-hmm. and then you have your adaptation line. And both of them are so good that they kind of start to feed off one another. Mm-hmm. Like the people making the comics go, I want to make it look more like that. And the people making the show go, I want to make it look more like that. Like that's, that's, that never happens. I think the animated series of Batman is the time that that happened. You know what I mean? Well, so, but here, this getting uh, on or getting back to the aspect of fatigue is I go, I understand what you're talking about. I would also point to the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and, like, several other adaptations around that era in which, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of happened to superheroes in general. 
you know, and you could also point to the Marvel movies as being like a another version of that, just in like the yeah, 2000s sure. or 2010s or whatever. My point though is that in the Marvel movies and in the DC universe going forward, I have hit a point where everyone goes, we can just keep on adding on to the thing and perpetuate this into eternity. Right. And I go, enough. <laughs> right. I am done. I don't want to see you do a shitty House of M crossover with like another Marvel storyline because you guys couldn't figure out what to do in the interim between this movie and your next Avengers four. It almost sounds like it almost sounds like they've dug a hole for themselves because they're at a point now where they have the billion dollar franchises and they can't allow themselves to just make an America Chavez movie, which is really what they should do. Right. They should make, give me room to give a fuck about this new character. But instead, you have to make her origin story somehow shoved in the middle of, well, everybody likes Spider-Man, so let's introduce our new character in Spider-Man. Right. You know? And to me, I just go, I am so exhausted running into the same tropes and the same bullshit over and over and over. Because again, it's like we have literally been doing this for over a decade yeah. now. And like we've seen all of your tricks visually. It still looks yeah. as cool, but every superhero lands on that fucking knee. <laughs> With the fist down. <laughs> like, yes. And at a they are so angry at the floor. They always have to <laughs> punch the ground. Fuck at, you, ground. Right? And at a certain point in time, I'm just like, you can give us three years of just no Marvel movies right. and I would be fine. Yeah. You, I said this the other day on Twitter, but it's like, I would be okay with never seeing another Marvel movie again. If they did Multiverse of Madness and they just threw out every other Marvel movie and they're just like, we're just making Kung Fu Hustle 2. Yeah. I go, fine. I am so That's tired of watching you try to add on to this thing that I love because it's gone from, I love these movies. I want to see more of these movies. I want to see what you want to add on to being like when your five-year-old nephew is telling you a story about their favorite uh, thing yeah. and they just go, and, and, and he can fly and you're just like, God damn it. Why are you part of the loins of my family? <laughs> right. Like, right. So, uh, I don't know how much longer we want to go. We're at 26 minutes. We could we could maybe stretch this one out to a full episode, but we have a guest coming, yeah. so I don't know what's happening. Um, I do have this theory of golden handcuffs, and I think that, uh, not that I'm a genius for making up that word, but because I didn't make up that word. Hi, I'm Donald Trump. Um, there, I think there's this thing that tends to happen, and if you take it all the way back to Chris Claremont writing The X-Men, the X-Men was this fledgling title that was dying that nobody cared about. Then this guy shows up, and because nobody cared about it, nobody was looking over his shoulder, nobody was paying attention to what he was doing, and he ends up writing the best version of the X-Men that had ever existed. Because that was the best version, they haven't been able to get away from that mm -hmm. for 40 years. They just keep 
recycling Chris Claremont's X-Men on some, you know, they can't allow themselves to give themselves room for the next Chris Claremont to show up and revitalize everything. Right. And I think the movies now are in that pair of golden handcuffs where it's like there was a time. Do you remember how shocking it was that they were going to make a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yes. They were like, wow, no, this is one of their very underappreciated franchises that only the fans know about. How could they possibly make this? Because everybody knows Iron Man. Everyone knows Thor. Everyone knows Captain America. Who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Now, do you think they would have the balls now to make another Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't think they would. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind But of, also, it's a quality thing because they did make Eternals, and from everything I've heard, it's a piece of shit. So part of what you're talking about is, like, they're... Multiverse of Madness is a great example of like they're trying to tell different stories than just the normal ones, but they're still so beholden to that original format of like, well, we got to tell the origin story in the way that people understand. There's literally a point in the Multiverse of Madness where like they introduce America Chavez and it feels like a diversity hire. (laughs) <laughs> like, like it, it literally feels like somebody was like, well, we have to put her in a movie and oh, sure, sure. going forward because we need a Latina, uh, gay, uh, you know, like, which is what I was, I think we're starting to go in circles now, but that, that's what I was saying before, which is, you know, it'd be better create a brand new Disney plus movie, right? show, show, movie, whatever, brand new character throw it on the lesser thing that so there's less risk you know give her six episodes see if people like her then shove her in because then when she shows up and you remember when daredevil showed up in spider-man right yeah. you jumped out of your seat you went holy shit they brought in and he was in it for what a minute right you know what i mean uh, do so, that right and we can end this conversation here because yeah. like you said going in circles but like they are kind of doing that with their tv shows the problem though is that because they're so committed to making movies <laughs> right that they're still like we have we we have a billion dollars we have to burn and it's like make something else right spread that out right like take that billion and make three tv shows exactly and it's like like moon knight i feel is a great example of it because even though moon knight does the superhero stuff so much of moon knight is just like dude who is not in a costume Mm. going on a treasure hunt Oh, that's this, fun. This would you be... You just sold me on that. That yeah. sounds like fun. I haven't seen a good treasure hunt movie in a while. Right. It, Moon Knight, if they didn't have him in costume, Moon Knight would relatively be just a national treasure movie. Mm, cool. You got anything else? This is the longest mini-sode we've no, ever done. I don't that, even know if it's a mini-sode anymore. It's, it may it's, just it's be a... It's a maxi-sode. This might, be a, <laughs> this might be a legit episode with a number on it. All right. I'm Alan Dempsey. So how about this? Everything we do matters. Hey, thanks for listening to that episode of So How About This. Whatever you are using to listen, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, hit whatever extra button they make you push these days. On Twitter, you can find us at So How About This One. The words are So How About This, followed by the number one. Leave us some beautiful comments there. Ask us questions. If you want us to talk about something on the podcast, let us know. We'll bring it up while we record, and uh, we'll see you next time.